Welcome to another episode of the Belter Wire. My name is William Brown, Content Manager, and today I'm joined by Dan Holan, Principal of Belter Blue. Dan and I are continuing a discussion around how restaurants and bars can effectively communicate with their customers. In the last episode, the focus was on converting first-time guests into regulars. Today we'll be talking through the strategies that help those same restaurants and bars compete with big brand or chain operations using the tools and technology available. Dan, thanks for joining me. How are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Bill. Excellent. Say, before we get started, why don't you talk a little bit about your history and the industry and uh, what you've been working on recently with Belter Blue? Sure. Uh, Well, I have about 12 plus years of restaurant experience um, working in really every capacity you can imagine from dishwasher to manager and everything in between. So, uh, you know, working in both an independent restaurant and a corporate setting as well. So, you know, Belter Blue was something, an idea that actually Rob and I had few years ago and we basically built it off the frustrations we had trying to market the restaurant so sure, yeah we created a company called anchor five digital and um you know about three and a half years ago or so we joined forces with belter and became became belter blue so what's what's great is that you know we're restaurant people talking to restaurants we're yeah. a, well, a marketing company talking to restaurants right, so right. uh we're able to to relate and bring a lot of insight excellent okay well let's, let's just jump into the conversation so we're talking about running, you know, your own restaurant or a craft brewery. You know, it's, it's, there's, there's no small task. It's, it's you know, pretty difficult to do. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that leveraging technology, you know, to help in that task and be more successful is probably key to that, that business model. For sure. So let's start by talking through, you know, the idea of automation. You know, what does it mean and how does it help to bring, you know, these businesses top of mind? Absolutely. I mean, automation is there. It exists. And in fact, I think I read somewhere online that the attention span of the average person is like eight seconds. Now. <laughs> um, sounds, that sounds yeah. appropriate. Yeah. <laughs> and I, I believe a goldfish is attention span is like nine <laughs> seconds. So we're less than a goldfish right now, which is what a world. But, yeah, um, sad. you know, <laughs> so yeah, I mean, if the attention span is eight seconds, you really need to ask yourself, you know, how are you engaging with your customers in that time frame? If that is the point of reference, eight seconds, you know, how are you doing that? So, and I do hear a lot from customers and other people that, you know, automation sounds like a good idea, but how do I actually implement it into my business and into the day-to-day uh, and how do I leverage it correctly so I can focus on what, you know, you do best, which is food and service, while you can let the automation technology kind of work, you know, in the background for sure. you and kind of handle a chunk of it. So, you know, I think first it's, you know, utilizing things that are available out there. So, uh, you know, I guess to kind of dive into so the social media side of things, first off, like you, there is some automation built into social media where you can pre-schedule posts ahead of time. There is some work involved in that, of course, but, you know, you can sit down and kind of map out your entire month ahead of time and get it out. Does um, it matter what type of social media we're talking about? I mean, obviously there's Facebook, there's Twitter, there's Instagram. It, yeah. Are we talking about one specifically, or are they all pretty much offer similar opportunities? Great question. Uh, Facebook primarily does a lot of the pre-scheduling. Um, there are some things you can do on Instagram, too, to kind of make your life easier, which I'll actually touch probably in a, in a little bit here. But, you know, Facebook pri- primarily is a place where you can really schedule stuff out and kind of plan ahead of time, which kind of adds some automation to your social media marketing. You know, so diving into, uh, you know, more of the, of the mobile app side of things, it allows you to interact with your customer based upon their interaction with your business. So if your customer hasn't been there for a while, I can send them a message saying, hey, we miss you, come on in. Or if their birthday is coming up, it'll say, hey, we know it's your birthday week, come on in and get a free dessert or a free drink, whatever it is. So you can set these things up ahead of time where they just kind of happen. 
All right. Um, well, let's kind of let's stick with the the idea of apps. So sure. something similar to what Belter Blue currently offers. Mm-hmm. I mean, how important do you think it is for a restaurant or a bar owner to to utilize an app? That's I mean, it's it's essentially designed to help them manage their marketing efforts. I mean, if they're trying to run their business. Where is the value in using an app like this? Absolutely. I mean, I think it's incredibly important. And historically, apps have always been really expensive. But lately, you know, especially with us, with Belter Blue, we developed a system to keep it more cost effective. But really, it starts with all the stats that you, I mean, you can Google this right now and find it. But like 77% of Americans have smartphones today, right? which is crazy. You know, and there were over 194 billion apps downloaded just last year alone. Um, so people are downloading them and using them. And 47% of people in the U.S. admitted that they can't live without their phone. That's crazy. <laughs> right? That's, I, don't even, I don't even know how to respond to that. Right. It's just <laughs> nuts. But, like, it's become ingrained in our lives. I mean, like, mine's my alarm clock, right? So every right. morning I touch my phone right when I wake up in the morning. It's it's my alarm clock. So these devices have become ingrained in our in our lives. And you don't have to be the big guy or the big player to have an app like the Starbucks or Domino's or Outback or McDonald's, you know, all of them have had apps come out recently in the last, you know, five years or so. And they, a lot of them attribute a lot of their success to their mobile app. Okay. Um, they're able to push things out directly to their customers right on their cell phone, you know, um, put specials in their loyalty, anything yeah. that they want is all sitting inside there. And we've created a similar experience to that for the smaller guy. So when I talk to our pool of existing customers, the number one thing that they love about a mobile app is that they could put everything in one place. So their customer is like, hey, I want this or I need that. You know, everybody wants to interact with you. And what they like, you know, whether it's your menu or your live yeah. events or whatever it is, they want to interact with you with how, how they want to interact with you. And a mobile app allows you to put all that stuff in one place and direct people there. So you can have your event calendar first-time guest programs, your menus, push messaging, daily specials, birthday rewards, wait list, reservations, online ordering, et cetera, et cetera, yeah. et cetera. And you said these, are, these types of apps have really only been around for the last five or six years? Not, no, mobile apps have been around for longer than that. But well, like just the, the apps for restaurants. Players, yeah, okay. a lot of the big players like Starbucks and stuff have, have come out Got in it. that short amount of time. But they've just, like Domino's specifically, yeah. um, I mean, they're. I mean, they were kind of tanking for a while there. Yeah. And their app came out. They like did some things with their with their pizza and their crust. And now they're just they're killing it. They're like the beacon. People are following what they're doing. So there's a direct correlation between them kind of making a, a rebound with technology. You are using technology to their absolutely, okay. absolutely. Okay. Well, what other types of tools and technology? I mean, could you recommend other than you know app based? I mean, what sure. else is out there that can kind of give these these smaller you know, mom and pop restaurant bar, you know, operations uh, an advantage or, you know, make it a little bit easier for them to compete with these larger chain operations? Yeah, great question. I mean, there are a lot of tools out there um, and many of them are actually free. Um, And a lot of them I've used myself or recommended to our customers. Um, On the online ordering side of things, there's a company out there called Gloria Food. They um, provide an online ordering service Mm -hmm. and it's actually completely free. So how they make their money is they charge a a small monthly fee for credit card processing through the system. So if someone wants to order food with their credit card from their phone or their their website, they charge a small fee for that. But it's free for you as the restaurant for the most part. So you you can put that on your website, on your Facebook page, in your app, whatever you have. Sure. Um, And you can put that in there and provide online ordering if that makes sense for your business. 
Um, other things too, like if you want to gather info from your customers, like names or emails or, or create surveys on how your staff is doing or how people feel about your, your, your business. There's a, uh, forms online called Google forms that Google provides. Go ahead and Google it, type in Google forms and you'll, and you'll see it. You can kind of basically create your own, uh, form on there where you can, uh, pull your customers or develop a newsletter, things like that. What what would you use that information for? I mean, if I'm a business owner and sure. I create one of these Google Forms and I'm pulling my customers, mm-hmm. I mean, you're pulling them for you know maybe new menu options, new beer options. What what kind of things would you use? Yeah, for? I've seen people use them for all sorts of things. So yeah, like new menu items is a great example. I've seen people create employment applications. Oh really? Um, yeah, through Google Forms and put that up on their website or on their mobile app, and again that all gets sent right to your email, so it's really easy to use. Um, so really anything you'd want, any kind of information you need to gather. It's a free form where you can kind of click and drag and move stuff around and kind of do what you need to do, which okay. is really neat. All right. um, you know, I guess a couple other things too would be, you know, Instagram, which I was kind of touching at earlier is what I like about Instagram is it's a great way to showcase your food and drinks and atmosphere. You can look like a professional photographer without being one <laughs> by using yeah. Instagram, yeah. but more importantly, it links up to other social media channels. So your Facebook page, for an example, and you can post both at the exact same time to both platforms. So again, you're, you're saving more time that then you can then focus on more business related exercises or priorities right exactly so if you are you know in the social media space that's that that's a great tool to use okay you know and then there's obviously things out there like reservations and wait lists you know us here at belter blue we developed a system where all of our customers get for free um called a wait list so it's for someone who really maybe doesn't want to necessarily put on a you know full-out reservation service or pay the huge price tag of a lot of you know, big brands out there right now that are advertising reservations, something that you can, people pull up their mobile app, they put their name on a waiting list. They can see how many people are ahead of them, how much time they have. So before they hop in the car and drive there, they have 15 minutes, their table's ready, put their name on the list and get there and they can, you know, save time that way. So there's a lot of tools out there. So, and you mentioned early in this uh, discussion about, you know, the percentage of people that have cell phones and how many of them can't live without it, which still is mind boggling. Right. But, um, (laughs) You know, there's something out there that I wanted to talk to you and hopefully you can shed some light on. It's the idea of a business's website being mobile friendly. Yeah. So can you kind of you know, cover what that means for a, a mobile friendly website and mm-hmm. you know, why is that important for business? Sure. This is so incredibly important and probably more important than anything else I've talked about so far, if I'm really? being honest with you. Okay. You know, about 80% of people, you know, view content on their phone over a desktop computer. It's just where people are, right? Yeah. And a lot of people are visiting, um, whether it's social media channels or your Google page or your, or, or your website, looking at your menus and your specials, reviews, location info, et cetera. So, you know, as we stated before, the person's average uh, attention span is like eight seconds. So if your website is not mobile friendly and is not easy to navigate or easy to read, you're going to turn people off. They're just going to go somewhere else. They're going to leave your website. It's yeah. just the nature of the beast. So I get asked a lot, you know, how do I know if my website is mobile friendly? Yeah, right. I mean, you can access pretty much any website on your mobile device, the phone, iPad, whatever. But it sounds like there's that distinction between it just being accessible and being mobile friendly. Without a doubt. Yeah. So a really easy way to, to check is just to pull up your own phone and look, you know, and look at your website. Is it easy to read? Is it easy to navigate? Um, is everything right there? Do you need to kind of scroll and zoom in? If you need to do all that stuff, it's not mobile friendly. Okay. And you can also go on your desktop computer and shrink your web browser down to like a phone size. Yeah. And if all the information kind of morphs to this to the size of your screen, then you are mobile friendly. If not, then you're 
not mobile friendly. Yeah. So that is probably the number one thing I would look at. Something that we definitely help with here at Belter Blue, but also other services online too that you can totally you know get your uh, website mobile friendly. But that is a must in 2019, without a doubt. Yeah, is it a fairly heavy task to to undertake to get that completed, or is that something that I mean, it, it's it's important, mm-hmm. but it's not going to you know break the bank. It's not going to you know take up too much time to complete. It all really depends on what your website is currently on or built on. So if somebody designed your website, I'd recommend talking to them and telling them, I need this to be mobile friendly. What can you do for me? That ranges from all sorts of things. Price tag wise, it could be all over the map, truthfully. It all depends on who developed the website and what they did. If you use like a free service like Squarespace or Wix or something like that, you can find online. Yeah. You you can turn the mobile setting on and then build it yourself on your computer. Okay. Um, So there are options out there. Um, If you need to rebuild it, you know, talk to us. We can definitely point you in the right direction. Um, There's so many people out there that'll, you know, try to sell you the next the, the next best thing, but having it be on mobile is so incredibly important. So Dan, it seems like integrating technology into your business model, you know, in one form or another, it, it's vital to the overall success of that business. Mm-hmm. It doesn't seem to matter if we're talking about a corner bar, family-run restaurant, startup coffee shop, it doesn't matter. It, technology needs to be a part of that equation. Mm-hmm. Besides becoming familiar with the strengths and weaknesses of technology, you know, what other advice can you give sure. to our listeners? I guess number one, I tell this to everybody, is play to your strengths and double down on them. If you're a burger joint, be a burger joint and be really, really good at it. Um, You can't be everything to everyone. If you aren't turning people off, you ain't turning them on either. Yes, (laughs) good point. So just stay true to who you are. Stay true to your brand, you know, and your customers will follow you and they will get behind you. I can't tell you how many people I've talked to or worked with or even seen where they open up, let's say, a burger joint as an example, and then pretty soon you see more chicken on the menu or more salads or more of this, and that stuff's fine, but be who you are, and the people who love burgers will show up and they will eat it. So there's a fine line that you want to have a diverse menu to a certain extent, but just be true to who you are. Um, That is number one. And although technology is so integrated in our lives, like we've talked about, Traditional customer service values and word of mouth will always be number one. And if you stay true to who you are, that message will be positive across the board, especially online. And, you know, lastly, I guess I would say, you know, think outside the box. It's okay. Shake things up. You know, being a small mom and pop place, you have the ability to do that. It's a lot harder for a a Domino's or an Outback or a Texas Roadhouse to go ahead and launch something new or something crazy, right? A lot of channels, a lot of moving parts. You're a small one, two, three location operation. I mean, you have the ability to kind of try try new things. I do have a ton of examples I could give you right now. How much time we have on the podcast here? Go ahead, but, yeah, lay them out. Um, but uh, you know, kind of going off off of Domino's a little bit more. Um, you know, they started a loyalty program rewarding people for eating any pizza. Not even Domino's. Really? Yeah. So you could go get a frozen pizza from the gas station and get a loyalty point on your Domino's punch card just for eating pizza. Same if you go to like Pizza Hut. They'll still give you the reward point. And when I really thought about it, I'm like, it's absolutely genius. Because what they're doing is no matter what pizza you're eating, you're thinking about Domino's. And all they want to do is attract people who are eating pizza and yeah. now you're going out on their app, you're seeing their coupons, you're seeing what they have going on, you're seeing their menu, you're seeing all this stuff. So the next time you're probably going to order from Domino's, at the very yeah. least, get your free Domino's pizza yeah. when you fill your punch card. It so, so It sounds like they're playing 
almost like the long game, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. They, 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 had, they had an end game, but it was going to take a little bit longer to get there with their customers. I had not heard that. That is that's interesting. And it's you know really thinking outside the box. And now people are talking about it, right? They're they're having these conversations. They're telling their friends about it. So it's almost like free marketing on top of it. You know, and, you know, a couple more examples I guess I, I could give in relation to like a mom and pop type restaurant, an independent restaurant is, you know, to try not to compete with everybody else all the time. So I'll just give the example. Let's say St. Patrick's Day, right? A lot of bars in the area will promote a St. Patrick's Day event. They got green beer and an event and they're open up at five or six in the oh, morning. Yeah. In Milwaukee? You know, yeah. 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 And they're doing all that, right? And that stuff's great, but everybody's doing it. So now, now you're competing for, with everybody on this one specific day, pretty much offering usually the same type of stuff, yeah. right? The green beer, the the Reuben rolls, the stuff like that, right? So instead, you know, trying to think outside the box a little bit is why not create an event around the day after St. Patrick's Day, Okay, right? Maybe do a Bloody Mary bar or like a special menu with like hangover food or something like that, right? Because no one else is competing for that day. Right. They're all competing for the day before. So when those people are out, enjoying St. Patrick's Day, they're talking about you and making plans for the next day to try your restaurant. So that's something that you know you, you can do with really any event, not just St. Patrick's Day, but with any kind of holiday or sporting event or whatever it is that's happening in your area. Smart. And I do that. So okay. um, that's just a couple examples. I mean, of course, getting your staff involved. I, I don't see that enough, if I'm being honest with restaurants. I mean, um, you know, you find a handful of your staff that show interest in marketing. Hmm. that show interest in these different things. A lot of them are high school or college kids, you know, that are servers or bartenders, maybe going to school for this. You know, it gets your staff involved. They feel important, take some work off your plate, uh, but more importantly, gives them a sense of ownership in your business. And you'd probably be, be pretty surprised what people come up with. Yeah, it could um, be your, your future social media representative exactly. or whatever. You never know what it can come up with, yeah. but it kind of opens up the, uh, the door um, to some cool opportunities. And then probably lastly, I would say, you know, come up with like a newsworthy product or promo. I know that sounds crazy. <laughs> How do I even do that? Uh, but I'll give you an example of a local place here in Milwaukee called Sobelman's. Um, they're known for their burgers and Bloody Marys. So, I love them. Yeah, they're great. I love right? Sobelman's. <laughs> I do. <laughs> their burgers are so good. Yes, they are. But, you know, what they did is they took the Bloody Mary that they were already making and they just made a giant Bloody Mary it comes in a massive mug. I'm sure you've seen I've it. I've seen it. It's there's, ridiculous. <laughs> there's like hard boiled eggs on it and bacon, and they put like a full fried chicken up on top of it. Um, and they charge like 50 bucks for this thing, yeah, right? It's a meal for like three people. <laughs> exactly. But what's so smart about it is they took all the stuff that I already had in their restaurant, they were already doing, and they just made it this crazy thing that people wanted to talk about. They made a newsworthy product. So you can do that in your own restaurant. Like, what are you currently doing? What are you doing well? And, you know, put a spin on it. If you think big, people will talk big. Well, that's good Good advice, definitely. So the last thing I wanted to run past you was uh, something about that I'm hearing is this notion of eat local. It's just this movement. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is that exactly? And what does it mean for these same restaurant and bar owners that we've been talking about? Sure. Um, yeah, it's huge right now. It's definitely trending. Um, people like to know where their stuff is coming from, right? So food in particular. So if you get your food from a local farmer or local this or wherever you get it from, if you're currently doing that, let people know. They love knowing that where their stuff is coming from, right? They know that it's coming from 
you know, someplace local. Local community um, driven. Yep. Exactly. Like a farm to table type of thing. Also, like if not, think about where is your food coming from? Right. Yeah. And are you proud of that? And if not, there are so many opportunities for you to kind of change that up. Just go on Google and start to search around your area. There are local farmers or local shops or local grocery stores, whatever that will, you know, you can definitely work with um, to help on the, you know, the produce or meat side of things. So is that something that you would uh, advertise or promote at the restaurant? Without a doubt, I would. Yeah. Maybe maybe cross promote whoever you're working with, whoever that farmer is, if they've Mm -hmm. got some sort of signage or something and. Okay. Yeah, put it on on your menu. On yeah. you know, get a decal for your door to put on it. Whatever it yeah. is, right on 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 the tables. Let people know where their food is coming from. Okay. People love that. You know, you can even do that same thing with with beer, or wine. Um, you know, distilleries and breweries and wine. They're popping up like weeds. They're everywhere, right? They're pop- all over the country. They're popping up. So, and a lot of them are self distributing. So, you know, to just reach out to them and network and be like, hey, you're local. You're making great beer. Let's put your beer on tap. Maybe do a tap takeover event at your bar, right? Have all the taps be that one uh, brewery and throw an event around it, you yeah. know? Show that you're supporting local business and, and, and helping each other out and get some feedback from your customers. So there's tons of ideas like that, you know, getting involved in your community, how you would expect, you know, sponsor baseball teams, donate to charities, raise money for families in the area, you know, but I think it's just important just to network with people in your area, the community in general, and, if you're not doing any of this now, it can be a little overwhelming to think about. Um, but my recommendation would, would be just to do one thing, just start small, right? Whether it's the food thing or the beer thing or whatever it is, just start small um, and do one thing in the community and start to let it build and see what kind of happens when opportunities arise. So that's some really good information, Dan. I, again, I appreciate you coming on the show today and taking the time to talk with me about uh, this information that you know, we're trying to help out. These uh, smaller mom-and-pop organizations, whether they're a restaurant or a bar or even a, a coffee shop. And before we sign off for this podcast, can you uh, take a few minutes to, to tell our listeners how they can reach out to you directly? And if they have any additional questions, concerns, maybe they, you, know, you, you mentioned something on this podcast that really sparked their interest. You know, how can they reach you directly? Absolutely. Well, you can always find us on our website, which is uh, belterblue.com. So it's B-O-E-L-T-E-R-B-L-U-E. Dot com. Uh, you can also find us on Facebook or you can reach out to me on LinkedIn directly if you want to. Just search Dan Holm, find me on there. More than happy to, t- I love talking about the stuff. I could talk all day about it. So I know we only have a short time on the podcast here, but you know, I love, love to chat with you. Yeah, a lot of good information. Again, thanks for joining us. Thank you. Uh, join us again in the next episode. We're going to wrap up this series that I've been having with uh, both Dan and Rob. I'm going to invite both of them back to kind of tie together. All these ideas that we've been talking about over the past three podcast episodes, that's going to be a pretty good experience. Uh, Be sure to join us for that. Uh, Until then, again, as uh, Dan mentioned, you can visit us on belter.com. You can engage with us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Facebook. We're we're fairly active over there. And again, remember to subscribe to this podcast and share it with your friends and coworkers. Again, thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Belter Wire podcast. Remember, you can visit us at belter.com for all of your restaurant supply, beverage, hospitality, janitorial, and licensed branding needs.